Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, as we heard this week, uh, Boris Johnson was found to have misled par- Parliament over lockdown parties, a claim which he strenuously denied. Uh, it seems all year long we constantly hear of problems with Boris and indeed the wider Conservative Party. What effect, if any, does this have on the UK economy? I'm delighted to be joined by our regular UK economics guru, economist with the Sunday Times, David Smith. Good morning, David. How are you? Uh, I'm fine, Bobby. Good morning to you. Good to hear you, as always, David. Um, Just, I suppose, business generally hates uncertainty. It hates, you know, any kind of instability. And all this Boris stuff that's been going on surely has been giving some jitters to British business. Uh, yes, it has. I, I think the um, you know the the fact that uh, th- this has been an extraordinary few days, as you will have seen, that um, Boris Johnson was um, you know if he if he hadn't um, uh, stepped down as an MP, if he hadn't resigned once he saw this uh, report from the um, House of Commons Privileges Committee, he would have been um, well. He, he might have been um, suspended for twenty days, but the fact that he criticised the uh, committee. Meant that they would have increased the um, the suspension to ninety days, which is uh, pretty astonishing yeah. for a former <clears throat> prime minister. You know, so uh, and the the effect of this, I mean, you know all this, but the effect of this is that um, I mean, businesses both um, at home and abroad look at the UK and they think, is this place being uh, being properly governed? You know, Rishi Sunak um, has uh, who's pretty much an open warfare with Boris Johnson, with his predecessor, which is quite unusual. Um, he's trying to do his best, I think, in difficult circumstances. But we have a situation where taxes are going up, interest rates are going up, and the government seems to be mightily distracted by what's, you know, by the events we've been describing. So it's it's a difficult time, I think, and it's it's not great when... Above all, you know, we we desperately need a rise in investment at the moment, and uh, businesses have not really got the confidence to do that. I don't think. Yeah, I saw your own writings there, telling us that you know, uh, British investment to GDP uh, was ten percent, but it's fourteen percent in the rest of the G seven nations. Yeah. So it's lagging significantly behind. Is there another danger there, David? That you know, when there's periods of political instability. And, you know, politicians become hugely unpopular. There's an election forecast next uh, forecast for next year sometime that politicians might just do something a bit crazy with public finances in order to win popularity. That's another risk, isn't it? It is a risk, yeah. I mean, of course, you know, Rishi Sunak and Jeremy Hunt, the uh, Chancellor of Finance Minister, are regarded as the... Uh, the sensible ones, the grown-ups, after that uh, astonishing period we had when uh, Liz Truss was Prime Minister briefly uh, last last autumn. Um, I think that, and already what we're seeing in the markets, as you, as you will know, is that we've seen a sharp rise in government bond yields, in gilt yields, a sharp rise in mortgage rates, which is going to be a real problem, I think, for the government. And, and of course, all this is happening at a time when, as you say, the election is not that long away. They've kind of promised that they will cut taxes. As far as I can see, there is no room to cut taxes. So that risk is certainly there. And, you know, as well as the problems of the um, of the government, you've got the uncertainties of a, p- a potential change of government. You know, uh, businesses traditionally are a bit wary of 
Labour governments. Um, this this Labour opposition has done its best to reassure business. But the the thing that oppositions always have is that you know when they take over, they can say, well, yeah. things are a lot worse than we thought. You yeah. know, the public we didn't think it was this bad. Place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've only now seen the books, you know, and they're in a bad way. So, David, what about time, yeah. what about corporation tax and its reduction uh, from nineteen percent to twenty? Or sorry, its increase from nineteen percent to twenty five percent in April. What are the implications of that? Because again, we look at corporation tax here. You know, with us, with I, I'm sure lots of people look at it, would look at the Irish uh, corporation tax with a certain envy. But what's what's the change in corporation tax policy in the UK? What difference is that going to make? Yeah, it, that that happened in um, in April, the increase from 19 to 25 percent. And uh, although the um, the government keeps saying, well, we've still got the lowest corporation tax rate in the uh, G7. That is not true if you look at what uh, what economists and accountants would call the effective rate of corporation tax, taking into account all the reliefs that are available and yeah. so on, which were reduced. And you're you're quite right. I mean, there was a you know, particularly in Conservative Party circles, the Irish uh, corporation tax rate was regarded as a, a target. You know, we the, the, you know under George Osborne and David Cameron, it got down to 19%. It was due to go to 17% when Boris Johnson took over, but he cancelled that. And getting down to something like your level was definitely an ambition there because they could see the effects of that. And instead of which, we've got the, gone the opposite way and you know, UK corporation tax rate is now twice the Irish level. So uh, see, it's a disincentive. You know, whatever yeah. people say, it's a disincentive. I mean, they've tried to sugar the pill by temporarily increasing investment allowances. But in the end, you know, Businesses make investment decisions on a long-term basis. They don't just look at short-term uh, reliefs that are available. And I think we've, there's a real problem there. You know, the, one of the things we needed in the UK was a low rate of corporation tax, and we've no longer got that. Right. And finally, can I ask you about Brexit? Uh, I think you've, you, you cited it yourself as a third factor, uh, which in both phases has undoubtedly contributed uh, to the slower growth in UK exports relative to elsewhere. That's still yeah. a problem, isn't it? It's a huge problem, yeah. And uh, a recent exercise, one of, one of the things I quoted last Sunday was just looking at um, you know, the growth performance of the UK versus other countries, versus the Eurozone and versus, um, versus America, both during the pandemic and since the pandemic. And it's been much weaker in both phases. Now, the only explanation for that, you know, we all had the pandemic, the only explanation for that really is that you've added on the Brexit factor there, and the Brexit constrains exports. It has undoubtedly constrained business investment, so it is definitely a dampener. It has contributed to the UK's problems. And what next then for the UK economy? Well, I think we just need something. You know, I mean, the the the, the thing that um, that the Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, is trying to emphasise is, you know, we can be a um, a global hub for artificial intelligence. We can be, a, we can lead the world in terms of how you regulate artificial intelligence. They, they're very keen on the idea that the UK can be a tech superpower. But I think we've heard all this before. I mean, you know, um, Bobby, you're old enough to remember when Harold Wilson was talking about the white heat of the technological revolution. Oh, I know. And, and, I know. So, <laughs> so it's, you know, in some ways, you know, all right. turning to turning to tech is the last refuge of. Desperate Prime Minister. We'll have to leave it there, David. Thanks as always for joining us. 
Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.